Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. I spoke earlier today to Claudia Turnquist, who is the CEO of Kodiak Copper, their TSXB listed copper explorer. If you want our thoughts and opinions on that conversation, and indeed the company itself, you can find that at cruxinvestor.com forward slash club where you can also find detailed company reports, market commentary from experts from around the world on a variety of commodities and companies, their training videos, and summaries of other interviews that we've done, and of course, a thriving community of investors sharing their thoughts and ideas with each other. And if you go and sign up for the waitlist now, you qualify for a seven-day free trial. Claudia, how are you? I'm very well. Thank you. It's great to be here. Well, Thina, thanks for coming on our show. Um, it's a story uh, we've wanted to get on the show for a while, and we, we like copper. I think it's one of the commodities for next year. So thank you very much for making time. So where are you today? I'm at my home office in Vancouver, actually. And it's for a change, a nice and, and relatively sunny day here. Beautiful, beautiful. So how are things in Vancouver? Everyone coping with lockdown? There's not so much lockdown here. I think on the West Coast here in Canada, we've been relatively spared and are, have less COVID than in many other regions, so fortunate. And But obviously everybody very cautious. and, and um, As they should be, as they should be. Um, well, look, I'm gonna talk about your business plan and sort of understand the, the, the company and how you've built it and what you're trying to do. But first I need, I need to talk about the, the, the slight madness of the last two months with your share price. Because you guys mm-hmm. went from you know somewhere around sort of what what was it about fifty one cents that sort of level up to about three dollars thirty five I think at, at, at one point in the space of a matter of a couple of weeks and that's back down um, to one fifty four so you're still treble where you were two months ago but what happened why why that peak why why the, this kind of desire to buy Kodiak Copper. <laughs> That's a good question. It's certainly been a bit of a, a roller coaster ride. When we came out with our initial results, those were for a porphyry extraordinarily high grade results. We were very fortunate to hit right off the bat some really high grades. And that, of course, created then quite some excitement. And we've now released the second set of results, which are good. We like them. I had a number of congratulatory emails from porphyry experts from our largest shareholders, but the general market looked at the numbers and thought, well, not so good, not as good as the first ones. And yeah, we saw some selling off. And so it's been a bit of an up and down, but for us, the important thing is we're financed. We have a lot more work planned and a lot more opportunity to generate good results. Okay. So you think people kind of maybe mis- misunderstood, perhaps got a little bit too excited about, maybe didn't even understand what you were trying to do with regards to this asset. I mean, I mean, it was extraordinary. It wasn't a hockey stick. It was just straight up. Your share price you know, went, to, went to the moon uh, and, and it got a lot of attention. People got very, very excited. The results have come out recently and the sheen's come off slightly, but you say you're happy. Yes, we are. I mean, what's important to understand with a porphyry deposit such as ours, porphyry mineralization, is that it's a large animal and large lower grade with potentially some higher grade zones in there. And so what we released so far was like one really high grade 
structural hole. And we've also have some lower grade. Both is important. Both you need to make eventually a economic scenario. And so, yeah, I think it's important not only to look at the one high grade result, but also look at the larger lower grade mineral envelope and the size potential. And that's where we were very pleased with the results also of our second set of results, because now with only the few holes we have, we can see, start seeing already some size. We have like a width of 300 meters over which we intercepted mineralization down to 800 meters. And yeah, so we can start seeing some, some size, even though we are very, very early on, of course, in our drilling, lots more work to do. Yeah, for sure. So you're not saying it's not necessarily about the grade, but it's about the size of the ore body that you're investigating. Is that the message? I think it's both. Typically, a porphyry is a large body of mineralization, and um, there are higher grade zones in there. And often those are the ones that make the mine eventually. We just had last week a couple of days on site and did some geological interpretation and technical work. And we looked at the northeast zone of Mount Polly, that's another porphyry mine in BC. And that zone, it's actually in terms of size, not very big. And that's sort of comparable to what we see already start seeing at Gate. And that was a high grade zone that was discovered. And that zone underwrote the reopening of the mine in 2005. And it was just this high-grade nut, as our geologist calls it, that then was blended with the lower grade, the bulk of the, the mineralization, and that then made an economic scenario. So finding high-grade zones, these are core zones in the porphyry, is very, very important for the economics. And we were fortunate to hit onto a really high-grade zone at Gate right at the beginning of our work. Right. But maybe across the bear for a while until we get some more results out there. Um, talk to me about the team, because obviously we, we've interviewed Chris Taylor a few times of Great Bear, and he's doing some great things on the gold front. And I know you're part of the Discovery Group, with some, you know, some fantastic companies in there and a well-managed group. But how did you get involved and what were you brought on to do? Well, Chris was the um, founder, Chris Taylor, of um, Kodiak. He started the company in 2015. And it's an interesting question. I was actually involved right from the start as an investor. I invested in the very early stages and then also helped Chris as a consultant. At the time, it was just him and a very small company. So I became a consultant, then later went on to the board in 2016, and then in 2017 joined the management team as president and, and now CEO. If I may, what's, what's your background, your experience? My background is I've been in the resource industry now for 20 years, and much of that time with Rio Tinto. I spent almost 10 years with Rio Tinto, and a lot of the time also worked on um, copper, projects. I was involved um, in some work on Escondida, expansion feasibility study. Escondida is the biggest porphyry mine in the world. And I also did some work on the evaluation of Oyotolgoy, another very large porphyry mine in Mongolia. So yeah, um, a fair amount of my background um, is in copper and yeah, a little bit of, of other commodities with Rio Tinto. And then, yeah, that was the first 10 years of my commodity experience. And then I made the switch to Vancouver and have been in the junior sector ever since. Right. 
for better or for worse. Um, so let's <laughs> let's talk about um, let's talk about copper because you know with most companies timing is everything. We've seen that with some nickel companies who've gone too early. Do you think this is the right time for copper and why? Well, copper, I think the fundamentals look quite exceptional. If you look um, into the longer term, there is a massive amount of copper demand on the horizon from all the green revolution. And uh, when I was at Rio Tinto, we did lots of fundamental analysis on the demand supply dynamics in various commodities. And I've, I have to say, I've rarely seen a picture as dark as it is in copper at the moment. So there's a lot of, of demand coming. And if you look on the other hand, the supply side, there is very little in the pipeline. I just read a very, um, very astonishing statistic recently. In 1991 alone, more copper was discovered than in the last 10 years combined, which I found was quite amazing because there just simply haven't been many large discoveries in recent years. Yeah. So, uh yeah. No. I think that bodes well for much higher copper prices looking forward, going forward. Well, yeah, I mean, it has it has been sort of sneak, sneaking up uh, recently. People are getting mm -hmm. a bit interested. Well, you've definitely seen that. People are getting interested in copper again. Um, yeah. So let's let's talk about what you're trying to do, what you've been brought on board to do. Let, so let, in terms of working towards this, um, you know, this uh, lack of copper develop, sorry, exploration and development in the market at the moment. So what, do you, what have you been asked to do for Kodiak? Well, my background is mostly sort of the financial commercial side. That's sort of what I cover management angle. Chris Taylor, who is the chairman, he is a geologist. He covers the technical side. So we're quite complementary, I would say. And um, I should also mention that uh, we're part of the discovery group whom you touched upon already before, which for us as a company, I think is, is fabulous because it gives us a great network of other companies of contacts, of technical expertise to um, tap into. And it makes us a much stronger company than we would otherwise be. Okay, but so let's talk, let's talk about what you've got. I mean, let's talk about some of these assets. You've given us some numbers there, some early drill results. You told us that you're, you've got enough cash. What are you sitting on about? I know you raised 12 and a half million, but you had a little bit before that as well. So, mm -hmm. so what, what's the plan? 15 million. 15 million, right. So that's great for mm -hmm. a company of market cap of what, 60 million-ish today. What are you going to do with it? Where's the growth story coming from with that 15 million? Well, and the answer of that is, to that is quite simple, a lot more drilling. We are now financed to um, the tune of 30,000 meters of drilling. And um, we've got our work cut out. We have at the moment still a little bit more drilling to do at the gate zone where we've made the discovery. And we then have other targets across the project, which we would also like to drill in particular, the Dillard zone, which actually we meant to drill this summer. Our last hole was supposed to go into the Dillard zone, but then we had these fabulous results at gate, so we didn't move the, the drill. So we still have the Dillard zone that we would like to drill, and that's certainly also very high on the list. And we have other targets. So, yeah, we'll have a very busy year coming up and um, lots more drilling, lots more news flow. Right, but but again, so sometimes when there's just drilling and drilling and drilling, it's it, it doesn't paint a picture. So what what is it that we should be looking for in, in twelve months time? What 
what does good look like for you? Well, we're certainly uh, working on um, drilling the gate zone further and showing size and showing where it comes to surface, facing it closer to surface. We'll also be building out the lower grade mineralized um, envelopes. So there will be also um, lar a large number of lower grade results, I'm sure, coming. And we will be aiming to um, find further high grade zones, porphyry centers, and the, the Dillard target that I just referred to, that's also an interpreted porphyry center that we would like to test, where we think there is potential for another high-grade discovery. Right. But what, what's the information telling you at the moment? Okay, so you, you talk about um, hole two, mineral, mineralization started at 200 meters. Does that concern you? Does that say this is an underground project? I mean, what, what, what do you know today? about what are you starting to see? It's very early days to to talk about underground open pit and so on. We are only six drill holes into a 10 square kilometer um, mineralized footprint. So um, yeah, at the moment, um, what we're working towards is certainly an open pit, so near surface mineralization. We will be looking where our gate zone, where the mineralization comes closest to surface. And from all we can tell now, from what the data tells us, we are looking at an upright porphyry system and upright meaning that it will come somewhere closer to surface. And yeah, we're chasing that now and just are will be understanding more how it is oriented, where the high-grade zones are and where it extends as we drill further. That's interesting. So how do you, how does that inform the way that you go about spending your money in the future? I and mean, obviously, once you've kind of worked out how it lies, um, you will work out where you're going to spend your money, presumably. Um, I mean, how does it work? Well, exploration is always um, very much one hole that you drill determines what the next hole will be. Because every time you drill, you know a little bit more about what you have, how the mineralization is oriented, where the high grades are. So you learn as you go, and that drives um, the, the, the future plans. And yeah, at the moment, I think our our aim will be to chase this high grade zone at at gate, see how large we can, um, how large it is, and and how much of it we can prove. And then yeah, as I said, other targets on the on the horizon as well. Okay, so let's talk, let's talk about it. If, if Chris is the technical guy, so let's talk to you about the money then. So you've done a raise recently. You've got some institutional in there. I know that because uh, um, some of that was from London uh, for people I know. So I mean, who took up that uh, placement, first of all? Well, it was the majority tech resources who came in as a large shareholder, 9.9%, and then um, a small top-up raise for just a very small uh, number of, of investors, but the, the, the biggest chunk was taken up by, by tech. We had, when we had our results and then financed a lot of interest, as you can imagine, and we had board deal offers from banks with good institutional investors on the table. And on the other hand, tech and strategic investors and tech then really made an offer that was by far the most advantageous for our shareholders. So we went that route. So that's what, where we stand at the moment. Okay, so what's the register look like in terms of split between institutional and retail at the moment? 
Well, before this round of finance, we were still very typical, um, small, early days junior mining companies with the, the majority of shareholders, high net worth individuals and family offices, those types of investors. I would say at least half of, of my shareholder base I knew personally and I was on the phone of quite quite a lot. So now we've um, we are one step further and we have tech obviously in as a large um, large shareholder. And uh, going forward, I would see our shareholder base changing more towards more institutional investors and funds because now we are a size where we actually interesting for those types of investors. It's starting to get that way for, for sure. But so tech did this um, placement before the results came out, but they, they're obviously much more technical and they understand yeah. what it is that you're chasing. So they weren't disappointed yeah. by um, the results. No, they sent me actually a, a note saying great results. And um, yeah. Okay, so, so your message therefore to retail is don't be disappointed. This is just the beginning. It's good. <laughs> That's what we certainly um, believe, and we like the project as much as we always did, and we like it more as we learn more about it. So, okay. yeah, and I think you put it well. It's early days. I think that's also important to understand for for investors. We're really only a couple of holes into a very large system. Well, yeah, I think I, I you know, I have to remind myself, you were, you know, a twenty million market cap company at the end of August. That's yeah. how much things have changed. So I, I guess, um, well, look, Claudia, thank you very much for your time today. I know it's early stage, uh, early early story, uh, but we wanted to get it on board the train, as it were, because we think copper is going to do great things in 2021. Um, obviously, this with the porphyry system underneath you, the potential is, is big, and we look forward to following this story. Thank you for your time today. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to CruxCast or our website, cruxinvestor.com, and of course, our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming, and we'll speak to you again soon.